Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm really terrified. I mean, scared, really afraid. Joe said this before the show, too. Joe, don't even get I got to get the bell and it organizes my thoughts better. So don't say this. Pretend you're not there. You just said yes. You can't say um, you know how the show works for you regular listeners. But Joe even brought it up before the show that, you know, we're living in almost like the medieval dark ages now. This is like the weirdest thing ever. You have one political party openly supporting a violent, fascist, racist terror group trying to burn down an American city. It's like, is this real? Joe says to me before the show, I can pretend you're not there, Joe. He's like, I, I don't know, Dan. I'm a little worried. I'm like, Joe, I'm, I'm, I'm replicating the whole conversation. Joe, you're correct, my friend. I'm worried too. Not only that, we're living in an anti-science era. Where, God forbid, you mention, it's like, the, who's that character from Harry Potter, w Voldemort or whatever it is? I don't even know. The person who shall not be named. It's like you mentioned this drug as a potential treatment and you're banned from the public space and subjected to the guillotine. Say hydroxychloroquine. Don't say it. Don't, this is crazy. <laughs> Sorry for the opening like that, but I really, I have so much to get to today. Uh, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online data today from those prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Get a VPN now. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Joe, sorry for that very scattered opening, but your conversation <laughs> before the show with me really got me going. So what? how are you today? Fine, I'm sir? doing great, man. I mean, I, I just like the way we start off each day. It's a little surprise here, a little surprise there. Glad I, to be here, I don't baby. know how it's going to go either. <laughs> I, yeah, know. I don't know. I have thoughts in my head, and Joe and I start chatting, and things just go That's totally cool. haywire. Yeah. But yeah, you are right, Joe. Mm -hmm. I'm worried, too, and you yeah. were right to be concerned. All right, let's get right to it. We've got a lot of content today. I'm going to start out with... Trump's uh, tweet this morning would set the world on fire. Before we get to that, today's show brought to you by GenuCell. The GenuCell summer blowout sale is here. Right now, order the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness under those eyes and the jawline treatment. And Chamonix will double your supply of both products for free. Here's what Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama had to say about GenuCell. Love this product. Saw a difference the second time I used it. I recommend it to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline. My daughter told me I look younger than last week. Now it's your turn to look years, even decades younger like Beverly. My mother-in-law's huge, huge fan, loves GenuCell. Results guaranteed, you get 100% um, of your money back. It's really that easy. Order GenuCell now and Chamonix will double your order free for a limited time. Here's what you need to do. Go to GenuCell.com and enter my special promo code DAN30, that's DAN30 at checkout, for an instant $30 off your order. And for results in minutes, the GenuCell immediate effects is also yours free. Get double your order free plus a surprise luxury gift. Do it today. All orders are upgraded to a free priority shipping. Free priority shipping if you order today. Don't wait another minute. Visit GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Use code DAN30 at checkout. All right. Let's go. Quickie programming note here, ladies and gents. We will have an interview show this week. What am I reaching for? With my right hand, my right arm, which functions a lot better than my slowly decaying um, meat stick on my left arm. <laughs> Greg Gutfeld, the Gregster, who I love, is a personal friend at Fox about his new book, The Plus. We'll be taping it today, be launching either Friday or Saturday morning. I'll tell you tomorrow. But um, Greg never disappoints on an interview. Pick up his book today. It's self-help for people who hate self-help. <laughs> That's a typical Greg title. I love that. All right. Uh, first, let's get to this. So President Trump, right before we came on the air, tweeted this morning, suggesting with a question mark. Here it is. I'm actually watching it right now because everybody's losing their minds. It's like uh, uh, everybody. There's hair on fire. People run out of building. Delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote was the end of his tweet. Question mark, question mark, question mark. In other words, suggesting with a question mark that should we consider delaying the vote until we can fix all the massive problems that are undoubtedly occurring. Holy Moses, hair on fire, people scattering around buildings, you know, liberals smashing their heads against the walls. You ever, <laughs> you know, it reminds me of Joe, you ever see those, the new robots that vacuum your floor, oh, the yeah. little round things and uh -huh. stuff. There's videos all over of them. You know, they bump into walls a couple times and then they figure it out. And get That's the liberals. The Trump tweets, they run into a wall. Ah, hair's bouncing off a few walls until they finally like render themselves semi-unconscious and calm down. Everybody calm down. Please calm down. Trump is not delaying the election. 
again, not my favorite tweet of all time. Let me just be candid with you. He's not delaying the election, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody, please calm down. Not you and my audience. I would never speak in a condescending tone to you. You're the smart ones. I'm speaking for you if you track. I hope it's not coming out the wrong way. I'm speaking for you to the hair on fire, liberal lunatic, robot floor sweepers bouncing off the walls right now. Calm down. I'm not kidding. Everybody's on fire. Cable news, Twitter, Parler, everyone. Parler's more sane, thankfully. Facebook, Trump's martial law. Trump's going to delay the troops in the streets. Ah, Take it easy. As we haven't said in two years on the show, we used to have the t-shirts about him. Yeah. As we used to say in New York, take it easy. He's not delaying the election. This is what Trump does. He pokes and prods people to get them to think about an issue. Again, not my favorite tweet. I'm not going to cover it. I'm not going to try to put lipstick on. Not my favorite tweet. We shouldn't be messing around with that. But this is typical what Trump does. He doesn't feel like there's enough attention being given to a substantive issue. The noted problems we're having right now with mass mail-in voting. So he pokes people. And of course, liberal media people set their own hair on fire, bash their heads against the walls, until, you know, in, 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 in a total uncontrolled, walking dead like a 28 days later, better rage virus until someone talks about it. Well, what is the president talking about? Why did he hint, should we delay the election? They're not delaying the election, folks, okay? It's, no one's doing that. Why? Well, folks, there's a congressional election going on right now in New York. You're like, still? Yeah, still. The mail-in voting in New York has been a disaster. There were pre-stamped ballots, and I'm not pre-stamped, but pre-paid ballots. With those, the post office does not put a stamp date on it. Nobody knows when the ballots were cast. There's still not a known winner in that election. Total chaos in a one congressional district that tried this similar type of thing. So a local TV station, you see this? Well, Joe, you get that. I can't ask you. You get the cheat. You see it in advance. But have you seen this, folks? I'll ask you. I want you to listen, watch this. This is a local television station in Augusta, Georgia. Hat tip WRDW. That did a little investigation. If we went to mass mail-in balloting, just to be clear, I'm not talking about absentee or mail-in requests that typically happen in Florida and elsewhere. I vote by mail. It's very efficient. Our election supervisor down here is amazing. You can track your own ballot online. You go right there. What is it? Martin County votes or whatever it is. You can check it right there. It has little things laid out. Step one, step two. It can't get any simpler. I, I don't mind mail-in voting when there's a good system. So I just want to be clear. I do not want to sound like a hypocrite here. I do it. I do it for a very specific reason. What I'm talking about, to be clear, is mass mail-in balloting, where they basically say, and Joe, if this doesn't make sense, stop me. It should, but, you know, liberals are watching and they get confused easily. I'm talking about saying, no, no, we're not going to open up live in-person voting because of the coronavirus. We're just going to mail everyone about. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Where infrastructures are not set up to handle that kind of volume. Is everybody clear? Okay, good. I know my listeners are getting it, but again, we have liberals out there who willingly play stupid a lot. So WRDW did a little analysis of what that could look like and kind of tested out the mail system. They mailed a bunch of faux ballots, not fake ballots. They weren't trying to vote. They mailed them to their own P.O. box, figuring let's see how quickly the votes would get to our own P.O. box if it was kind of a faux election. Check this out. It's about a minute 30 clip. We had to cut it a little bit short, but this is WRDW. Check out the results of this disaster. If you know how to mail a letter, you already know how to mail in your vote. How you doing? Thank you very much. But how long might it take for that vote to actually arrive and be counted? You're welcome. Have a good afternoon. We decided to test it, sending 100 mock ballots simulating 100 voters from locations all across Philadelphia to a P.O. box we set up to represent a local election office. A couple days later, we mailed 100 more using the same size envelopes and the same class of mail as real ballots here. To approximate the weight, we even folded mock votes into every one. 
In the following week, we checked our P.O. box for the results. Mail pickup notice, there's more. When we went to collect everything, though... Nothing? Most of our votes seem to be lost. That's all I have back there right now. But that's not you're sure, huh? You're, you're totally sure. I believe you. Okay, take care. We had to ask for a manager. I'm trying to do something about mailing ballots. And explain ourselves before someone finally found our votes. Okay, thank you. One, two. We soon discovered another problem, missorted mail. Two pieces of it. We got a birthday card from Mike to Ronnie. Have a sweet B-Day. Get it? There's a B on top. When the birthday greetings ended, 12, 13, we found a bigger issue. 21% of our votes hadn't materialized after four days. And the batch we'd mailed a week prior, some of those were missing too. Folks, that goes on for like another 30, 40 seconds. You can check out WRDW in Augusta, Georgia. Their uh, website has the full clip. But in the interest of time, it only gets worse from that point on, right, Joe? It's, yeah. This is not good. No. Folks, just imagine for a moment. Again, putting in context, I'm not here to put lipstick on anything. Again, I didn't, wasn't crazy about the tweet. Even the suggestion we should delay the election, of course, is going to cause mass chaos in this country, which we didn't need right now. But having said that, Trump drawing attention to this issue is very real. And the media with their hair on fire covering the delay the election part without addressing Trump's very substantive concerns about the mail-in voting disaster occurring right now in New York that you want to take nationwide in light of what WRDW discovered is ridiculous. Can you just imagine Florida, where I live, notorious for paper-thin elections? We all remember Bush v. Gore. Like it was yesterday. Can you imagine that happening in four or five swing states? Imagine Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida, North Carolina, all at the same time in an election decided by 0.05% of the vote. People showing up on television in mass saying, hey, mailed my ballot. I don't know what happened. My vote's never been counted. I went to the website. They said they never got it. Folks, you want to talk about the dismantling of the republic overnight? There would be mass chaos in the streets. So again, before you jump down Trump's throat, everyone, oh, Trump, he's got hair on fire, robots bouncing off the walls. You get the whole routine. Maybe you should consider that he's onto something here. That this mail-in voting suggestion, mass mail-in voting nationwide is going to be total chaos. And you may have an election and not have an election at the same time. What do I mean? You'll have an election. You'll get results. The results will be in doubt because people will start popping up on the news every night. I never got my vote. Thousands of them on both sides. And what's going to happen, Joe? People on both sides are going to say, we need a new election. So you had an election, but you really didn't. Folks, we got to get this down. We are the most advanced economy in the world, in the history of the planet. Can we please get this system down? This really wouldn't be difficult if the Democrats wouldn't constantly be in the way of an effective constitutional republic, a representative democracy. Voter ID, in-person voting, mail-in with exceptions and absentee. This isn't hard. It's not hard to figure out. The Democrats aren't interested. They want chaos. All right. That kind of threw the show a little bit. Came up right before we came on the air, but it's important. Don't focus so much on the hyperbole. The president does this all the time. Focus on the substance. He's not wrong. The mail-in stuff is a disaster. Spread that WRDW thing around. That's interesting. And it was something like 21% of ballots didn't even arrive. Can you imagine 21%? If 2.1% don't arrive, it'd be chaos. If 0.21% don't arrive, it would be chaos. All right, moving on, because there's a lot of news. Speaking of media misinformation campaigns, I'm going to get to a Harris poll in a minute, showing you how the media has lost more credibility literally than anyone other than the airlines. And I'll get to that in a second. Showing you why. Here's an NBC tweet this morning. We had a bad uh, GDP second quarter, obviously. Breaking, U.S. GDP falls by a record 32.9% in the second quarter. More than 1.43 million people. Filed for unemployment. Oh, gosh. Oh, sorry, folks. This is like really breaking news. Uh, not a joke. Herman Cain has passed. Oh, my God. 
God rest the soul. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I just saw that on the news. Wow. Herman was a good man. Uh, yeah, you know, he had the coronavirus. Gosh, I got the. Oof. He's a good man. I'll never forget being over in Israel with him. And uh, I went over with, a, with an event that Glenn Beck had, and I ran into him in the King David Hotel, and he couldn't have made a bigger deal. I was, you know, I didn't have a show or anything back then. I was just a local guy running for office, and he made a really big deal about came on over and gave me a big hug. <laughs> hey, how are you, buddy? And wow, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the show, but that's important. Herman was a good man. He had a big, uh, big heart, big soul, super successful businessman. That really stinks. God rest his soul, and I hope his family I pray for their strength going forward. <sighs> All right. All right, let me get back to that unintentional uh, segue, but sometimes this stuff happens. Um, you know, news, I mean, in the middle of the show. Gosh. You ever interview him, Joe, when you were on WCBM? You ever yeah, had him on um, the show? You remember yeah, I talked that? to him a couple times. He was our guest there with Sean and good Frank. Man, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he was man, great. Really good. Before man. he went on, too. We, you know, you could converse with him. Uh, Very regular yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, really good. Nice guy. Yeah, good man. All right. It's getting bad. I'm sorry, Paula. If you could put that back up. So just showing you again how the media handles these situations. We had a terrible second quarter economically. Ladies and gentlemen, the 32.9% drop was an annualized number. The actual drop in the second quarter was 9.5%. Now, again, NBC's not stupid. You think they would report this more accurately. They would report more accurately that that 32.9% number is an annualized number on a different time continuum. The actual drop was 9.5%. Neither one of those is good. And to be fair, annualized, they are reported annualized frequently, but there's typically a disclaimer put in that it's an annualized number. NBC, again, has to put the worst number in there without putting that it's annualized and not indicating that it was 9.5%. You see this all the time. People get tired of it. Now, what has been the impact on your brand? Not mine. We tell the truth here. When I say your brand, I mean the liberal media by constantly doing this. You know, hair on fire about Trump's tweets, reporting numbers and not putting them in context. The effect has been this. Look at this Harris poll. Again, just creeped out before we came on the air. Harris poll, Axios Harris poll, forgive me. How has your view of each of the following industries changed since the start of the coronavirus pandemic? There are some industries whose the public perception has gone up in a more positive way. At the top, doctors, nurses, and hospitals, justifiably so, at 47%. Grocery stores, justifiably so, stayed open, fed everyone through this pandemic, 35%. Technology went up, food and beverages, telecom, whatever. At the bottom, there nobody did worse in this poll. Nobody, with the exception of the airlines, than the media. The media, minus five. As if it could get any worse. Airlines, minus seven. You can see it on our YouTube. You can look at the actual drop. They, nobody did worse than the media, with the exception of the airlines. Folks, it's for a reason. They simply cannot tell you the truth. And when they tell you the truth, they do it in a context that, again, makes his president, his policies appear worse, just like they did with that tweet. They'll come back NBC and say, we didn't lie. The drop was 32.9% annualized. Well, put annualized in there. And then report the real number in the second quarter, 9.5%, which I just did. I'm not afraid of the number. I'm afraid of what happened. I'm terrified of the lockdowns, but I'm not afraid of reporting you facts. You're smart people. You can figure it out. I'm not trying to put lipstick on it again. Like I'm not trying to put lipstick on that tweet. I'm here to give you the facts that there are two sides to this. The media is not. They're here to damage the president the worst possible way. They, they possibly can they massage numbers. You and massage therapists out there, you know, the, 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 the elbow stuff, whatever they do, re reflexology. I just really, they massage the numbers to get the worst possible number and make the president look terrible. Why am I talking about that in relationship to the tweet, which just came up again before we came on the air? Because my intention was, as I covered in my parlor preview I do every morning on my parlor account, was to cover the just unbelievable misinformation campaign going on again about the facts and science surrounding the coronavirus debate. Listen, I get it. 
I'm about to get into the block of a show that I'm, I'm totally aware we will probably again be throttled or removed for giving you just data and the facts. I'm aware of that. And candidly, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to continue to report on actual science and let you make the decisions. Let me caveat this. I'm not recommending any treatment. I am not a doctor, a medical professional. I have experience with one of these things through my family, but it doesn't make me a medical professional. I'm not aware of the pharmacology here. I am simply reporting to you the data that's out there by experts familiar with this. You do with this what you want. You will not get this data with liberal mainstream media folks. What happened? What am I talking about? The board, the pharmacy board in Ohio came out with this strange edict yesterday. Again, cutting doctors out of the loop who want to prescribe hydroxychloroquine. Oh my gosh, we said it. We'll definitely be banned from YouTube. God forbid we mention that this actually happened. Here it is, folks. On YouTube, the state of Ohio Board of Pharmacy. They now inserted these additional requirements for dispensing or selling chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine in Ohio. Essentially putting a wall between doctors and patients and doctors who would like to prescribe this for uh, uh, coronavirus infections. Is this science or is this politics? Now, I just saw this morning the governor of Ohio, who I'm not a big fan of, DeWine, by the way, came out and said, listen, this is not good. I strongly encourage you to reconsider this. Let the doctors and patients figure it out. I want to be clear with you. That's all I'm asking. I'm not recommending this. I'm not not recommending it. I don't understand the pharmacology of it because it's not my area of expertise. I did neuropsychology, not antivirals or antiparasitics. That's not my area of expertise. I'm simply suggesting that this Ohio Board of Pharmacy, what, are the, what does the pharmaceutical board know that doctors don't? If doctors want to prescribe Plaquenil or hydroxychloroquine, the trade name and the generic name, to chloroquine, uh, to, uh, excuse me, to, to patients infected with the coronavirus, why is the board of pharmacy, the pharmacy board, getting in the way? Again, is this politics or is this science? Someone pointed me to something yesterday. Um, Steve Dace, who's a pretty uh, good radio host in his own right. Steve pointed me to something yesterday. I found this website. It's going to be in my show notes. And folks, please, I can't encourage you in strong enough terms. Everybody needs to put aside their politics. It's hard. I know it. Everything is politicized now. Everyone needs to take their politics and stick it in a shoebox for a few minutes here. Because we're talking about people's lives. I, this just happened with Herman Cain. This was a friend of mine, a friend of many other people's in the movement who's now dead. This isn't the time for anybody to take political celebratory victory laps because you want a stupid political debate. People are really dying. This isn't some joke. It's not funny. It's time to look at real science and data that can help someone. I was pointed to this website. It's C19 for C19, COVID-19, C19study.com. It's a compendium of the studies on hydroxychloroquine. It's actual science you can see yourself. There's a screenshot Paula was kind enough to put up from the website. Again, c19study.com. Folks, it's actual scientific and medical data. It's not my opinion. It's not me adding to it. There's not a blog attached to it. It's just a compendium of very easy to read studies on the effectiveness or lack thereof of hydroxychloroquine. Interestingly enough, you'll see it's very easy to read too. To the left, on the site, when you go to the web, and the site will be linked at my show notes, by the way, bongino.com slash newsletter. If you'd like to subscribe to the newsletter, that is the show notes. I encourage you to do so. On the left, you'll see they have a little color marker, a positive study about hydroxychloroquine, another color for negative studies. It actually says negative in case you, you know, you're a liberal and you don't want to read. And then they have other, another code designator uh, via color for inconclusive. They're not all positive. They're not all inconclusive and they're not all negative. But what you'll find with the actual science, again, I'm not making any recommendations. I'm just passing you off actual science. You're all smart. You can figure it out. What's interesting is there are 53 searches there on medical studies on this drug. 32 were peer reviewed and three quarters of them 
We're positive. Again, I know we'll be banned because we live in the dark ages and the tech tyrants don't want you to see the sign. I'm sure they'll wipe the website clean tomorrow too. I'm just passing to you the data. Look at it yourself. 32 peer-reviewed studies, three quarters of them were positive. A quarter of them were not positive. They were negative results. Meaning the data is out there for you, your doctor, to have a conversation. God forbid you happen to be a victim to this virus. uh, Again, I'm Joe's conversation this morning right before the show kind of threw me and hence the scattered opening. But one of my favorites, because sometimes the scattered ones are the best because you get my uh, you're getting a lifetime view into my neurons when that happens. I'm worried like you are, Joe. I'm are we really at the point where the tech tyrants out there are treating us like amateur hour infantile idiots who can't read a basic study or at a minimum something, you know, some actually aren't familiar with the jargon or that we can't send it to a medical professional or doctor friend of ours and say, Hey, what do you think of this? I mean, is that where we are? Where scientific opinions, of course, always open to change. Scientific data is to be wiped clean from the internet book burning style because we dared to bring up actual science? Where are we going? I mean, seriously, is the guillotine next? Folks, it gets worse. I mean, as I told you, anytime we talk about this kind of stuff and actual information from professionals and medical professionals, we're throttled and our our video audience, magically, half of it disappears, which is really weird. The whole week, we're rocking. 180, 200,000 views. You mention anything, anything that challenges scientific uh, or pseudoscientific dogma. All of a sudden, half our audience goes away. Crazy how that happens. But we're not going to stop. Here's more. By the way, check that website out. Here's a video of Dr. Redfield from the CDC addressing the cost-benefit analysis of opening schools for the first time ever starting to put out there into the mainstream the idea that this closing of schools may be costing a lot more lives than you think it's saving listen to this is critical there has been another cost that we've seen particularly in high schools uh we're seeing sadly far greater suicides now than we are deaths from covid we're seeing far greater deaths from drug overdose uh, that are above excess that we had as background than we are seeing deaths from COVID. Now does the conversation we had on this show over the last three months start to make more sense and kind of come into full technicolor now? How when you say things and you take your politics out of the shoebox and you tattoo them on your forehead on the left and you say silly things to people questioning lockdowns and school closings, questioning it based on valid scientific fact-based questions, Fact-based questions like, are we really saving lives to this? And people say, you just want people to die. Now do you see why that generates this fire and fury in me and makes me upset? Because you're not, a, you're not a serious person. You're not engaging in any kind of a serious debate. You're using emotionally loaded language to stop me from asking questions that have answers you're uncomfortable with. Questions like, Is locking down schools saving lives or are people actually dying in greater numbers? Redfield seems to think that people are dying in greater numbers because we're shutting schools down. And I'm, just to be clear, I'm the one by asking that question, I'm the one who wants people to die. I'm the one? I'm going to get to more on this. I got to get to my second sponsor, but we talked about this yesterday. Uh, There's a Wall Street Journal piece that's amazing. Really, really good by a Hoover Institution uh, uh, affiliated individual. Really, really good piece about how this school closing, how this is going to absolutely backfire and blow up in the teachers union's faces and how they don't see this predictable disaster coming is astounding to me. Don't go anywhere. I got that. I've got some the video possibly of the year so far, too. So don't go anywhere. All right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. Listen, let's talk about cancel culture on social media sites and what you can do about it. The left wants to silence and boycott any voices they don't agree with. It's disgraceful. 
Twitter and Facebook and others were supposed to be open platforms. We don't need their content moderators acting like the op-ed section of the New York Times. So instead of letting social media sites cancel your right to free speech, how about canceling them instead? Instead, now you can just deactivate all your social media accounts, but that would just be giving the left just what they wanted in the first place. Instead, we use in our house here ExpressVPN. You've heard them in the beginning of the show where I talk about them every day. Ever wonder how free to access sites like Facebook make their money? Did you know this? Well, they make it by tracking your searches, your video history, and everything you click on and then selling your valuable data. You know that? When you use ExpressVPN, you anonymize much of your online presence, uh, presence by hiding your IP address. Don't let them snoop on you. It makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. Nice. Why would you not want this? An ExpressVPN couldn't be easier to set up. Listen, I set it up. I'm not the most tech savvy guy. You can just tap Paula's laughing because she set up the router too, but the <laughs> VPN, I can't, it's really this simple. You just tap one button on your phone or computer and you are protected. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data to protect you from hackers and other internet bad actors. It's finally time to say no to censorship and take back your online privacy. Do it easily. It's simple to use today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go to my special link. You'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN service for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Protect your online data from prying eyes today. Don't wait another minute. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Okay. So getting back to this uh, Wall Street Journal article I was telling you about, I addressed this yesterday, how the, the teachers' unions are typically more politically savvy than this. They, for years, again, I'm not talking about individual teachers, I'm talking about the unions, the organized labor interests that have been damaging and destroying the lives of a lot of young children around the country by trying to shut down charter schools and educational opportunities that will actually develop and enrich their brains. You know, that fight that conservatives have been fighting forever. You know, like giving kids opportunity and stuff, you know, that kind of thing. Things they swear liberals care. Liberal tolerance, <laughs> opportunity for all. Yeah, just not for kids in crappy schools. The teachers unions though, are very savvy. They've actually been very good at convincing Americans that they're too stupid to figure out what school their kids should go to. The teachers union will tell you, they don't phrase it that way. They're a little more politically savvy, but trust me, that's exactly what they mean. We'll tell you where your kids are going to school. Shut your piles. And they're very effective political messengers. They're totally blowing it on this school lockdown thing. The teachers unions pushing to keep the schools closed are just a disaster. This is so bad. How do they not see this coming? Let's go to this Wall Street Journal piece. I got a couple screenshots from it because it's a doozy. The virus may strike teachers unions. What happens when they refuse to do their jobs and it turns out homeschoolers are better at it anyway? By David R. Henderson. He says, listen, and, and, and I put this in there. I'm not kidding. There's a note right here. To the teachers, forget the unions. I'm not interested in the unions. They've been, they're not on the side of kids, so I'm not interested in them. To the actual teachers who I am on the side of, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Take it for what it's worth. There's no disguised agenda here at all. I just put this note here. I say this as a friend to you. I mean it as a friend. A warning now, fight back against your unions because these three things are going to absolutely blow up in the union's face. They're going to change education forever to your detriment if you don't figure this out soon. These are good. Let's go to number one. Henderson says, there are three reasons to be optimistic about the future of education. First, many parents will be more prepared to homeschool their kids than they were in the spring, where it just was kind of popped on everyone. He says they or their hired teachers will do a better job of educating children in many cases than the public schools. I said it yesterday. Joe, did we not? Parents are figuring it out, folks. Yep. They are not going to sit back and let their kids turn into, you know, cerebral vegetables. It's not going to happen. They're not going to let their brains turn to mush. It's not going to happen. Parents will find a way. We are a very entrepreneurial, hardworking society overall. The vast majority of people are deeply concerned about the future of their children. If teachers unions say we're not going to teach them, then we'll figure it. It's happening in my neighborhood. Little mini schools popping up, charter wait lists exploding, Catholic school wait lists exploding. It's happening right here and all over. Parents will figure it out. Second. 
They're even going to figure out the mediocrity of some of the schools teachers unions have had a monopoly over. He says, second, once the pandemic ends, many parents, perhaps millions, will have a new appreciation of how mediocre a job the public schools were doing. Many of them will continue homeschooling, switch to a private school, or push hard to end restrictions on the growth of charter schools. I, again, I don't, I, I warned you, I come at you as a friend to the teachers and an ally. I'm telling you this is going to happen. People are going to say to themselves, wait, you know, my kid's doing a little bit better now. Math, reading, I'm noticing my homeschooling results or my little mini school or charter school or tutoring results are even better than they were in the public schools. I'm out. I Don't say you weren't warned. Don't mark the show. What is it? Episode 1309? Finally, one more saying a lot more to get, including the greatest video I've seen in a long time. But last one. Folks, no one's going to pay. Third, as schools sit empty and homebound teachers draw their regular salaries for less effective work, there'll be more opposition to more funding for public schools, which in turn will make local school boards amenable to lower cost options such as charter schools. Ladies and gentlemen, let me sum that up simply by saying no one's going to pay for no work. No work, no pay. I'm very sorry. I don't want you to not get paid. I don't want you out of a job. I'm simply suggesting it is time for you to speak up, speak up loudly. And folks, to the teachers out there specifically, so you don't think I speak with forked tongue. I made this exact same argument for police unions during the crisis when cops were being forced to mask police and arrest people for violating quarantine. Remember that? If you're a regular listener, you know what happened. I spoke out and said to the police unions, which some of them did, you got to come out ahead of this thing and do the right thing. So I do not speak with forked tongue. And those are, those are my friends. I work with them. I was law enforcement for 15 years of my life. I'm now telling you as a friend, yeah, there needs to be a revolt against these teachers unions because whoever's telling you we got to lock it down no matter what, while grocery store clerks are back at work, cops, firemen, and candidly, just about everyone else, people in restaurants, there's no argument there. I'm sorry. Take precautionary measures. Get good sanitation measures in place. Have conversations with the parents. All good. But this we're going to lock it down and we're not going to teach and you're going to pay us is the... Joe, have you heard of a bigger loser of a political argument in modern American history? Uh, Just checking. Nah, man. Nah, that's a serious loser. <laughs> yeah. Joe, that big loser argument. I'm telling you as a friend. Loser argument. You may say, come on, they're not really pushing to not teach at all and get paid. Um, no, they are. <laughs> I'm going to go to two tweets by Alex Barron. Here's the first one about showing you the stupidity of the lockdown policy in California. Here's the great Alex Berenson on Twitter. He says, this is a real a policy, by the way. This is from the South Pasadena, California Unified School District. Schools will be online only, folks. You have no choice now in South Pasadena. What's the problem? Well, there's a caveat there. <laughs> However, students up to eighth grade, Joe, they can go to extended daycare eight hours daily and attend their online classrooms while staying together in rooms holding up to 12 students. <laughs> did, did, you, did you read that right? I'm just, oh, wait, to, be, to be clear. So the teachers union say no school. The school board in South Pasadena, California, no school. It's too dangerous to go to school. But the kids that were in school, we're going to send them to other buildings, not schools. They're called daycare. So it's because it's called daycare. The virus won't spread in there. Take, take school off your elementary school and call it daycare and you're okay. We're going to stick the same kids in that room up to 12 for eight hours a day but they can't go to school and they can take their classes by computer in a daycare with likely the same building layout as the school. And don't worry, the infection won't spread there. This is one of those gavel to melon, melon to table moments where you're like, did I read that right? Yes, uh, you did. Don't send your kids to school. Send them to a daycare instead of the school. And we'll send the school via computer to the daycare. The daycare workers apparently can go to work. No one's worried about their lives, right? No, right. It's just the teachers. 
This, if, folks, I'm really sorry, um, and I don't mean to make this personal, but if this makes sense to you, take an IQ test quickly. If you break <laughs> triple digits, I'll be astonished. How this will not spread in a daycare building with the exact same students you could have put in a school. I'm just checking. Now, you may say, well, Dan, you mentioned there are teachers pushing to not go back to work at all and still want to get paid. Oh, yes, that's happening, too. Um, here's another Berenson tweet. I go to his uh, social media feeds for great information and updates on the just absolute redlining of the public with panic over this when they're not willing to do science and data. So here's Berenson. Here's the new teacher union position per the New York Times. We don't want to work in person or remotely. Hey, at least they came out and said it. Just pay us to do nothing. This is an actual headline in the New York Times. I'm reading. I'm going to read the headline for you. This, By the way, teachers union. I know teachers want to get back to work. A lot of them. I get your emails. But this is an actual headline. Teachers wary of returning to class. And online instruction too. Unions are threatening to strike if classrooms reopen, but are also pushing to limit remote teaching. Their demands will shape pandemic education. That may be understatement of the millennium. You're expecting the public through massive property taxes levied upon us to work, to pay you to not work so we can pay other people to educate the kids. And that makes sense. I, who told you this was a good idea? To the teachers union that hired the political consultant that told them this was a good idea, fire them yesterday. You will see a mass red pilling of America on school choice in, in, in literally record time. What the teachers unions have indoctrinated people into believing for now 50 years. Money equals a better education. There's no evidence of that at all. None. Zero. Charter schools stink. No evidence of that at all either. Parents don't know what's best for their kids. No evidence. They've been that for 50 is about to collapse in a, seriously, in a, in a quarter of a year. This is an absurd position. Speaking of red pilling, when I get to my last sponsor, but I got two videos for you. They're really great. I, sometimes I question playing these, but they're really, really good. The first one is the best confrontation I've seen on MSNBC in a long time by Rep. Vernon Jones, who's a Democrat who's just had enough of this dunce at MSNBC. I got that. And then I got the U.S. attorney in Oregon just wrecking this media person who refuses to call criminal activity criminal. Uh, last sponsor, one of our faves. Joe and I both got him. Vincero watches. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. watch. Watch like this. This is the altitude. Joe has the altitude with the green band. I have the altitude with the brown band, the black band. I got a bunch of these because I love them. You should look forward to your watch every day. It says a lot about who you are. The watch you see me wearing every single day on this show and elsewhere, Vincero. Why? They're dedicated to craft. They put the time and effort into crafting beautiful timepieces that are going to attract attention and you're going to love and you're going to be proud of. There's no brand name markups. There's no big time price tags. Their promise is this simple. Solid made. Damn good looking watches that always attract attention. I always get questions on this. Well-made products you'll enjoy wearing. Check out their watches at Vincero, V-I-N-C-E-R-O, watches.com slash Bongino, and get an exclusive discount. Vincero is offering free shipping, 30-day returns, and guarantees your watch for two years. They have 22,000. You hear that? Five-star reviews, because you're not going to find a better-made watch for this price anywhere. People think this watch cost me like 10,000 bucks. Go to the website. You're going to see it's way, way, way different than that. It's the best value for your money, guaranteed. Take advantage of 20% off everything on their website. Vincero has styles for men and women as well as accessories. All are made with the same incredible quality as their watches. If you visit VinceroWatches.com slash Bongino, the discount Bongino will be automatically applied to checkout. It's really that easy. They're shipping all orders directly from their local U.S. distributors and delivering all orders on time, no delays. They want you to get your product as quickly as possible. These are timepieces you're going to enjoy and you are going to get questions about these watches. I know because I get emails on them all the time. That's their promise. If you don't love it, they'll make it right by you. Go shop Vincero. The deal's too good to pass up. Go to VinceroWatches.com slash Bongino. Do not waste your money on these other watches. Do not. Don't pay full price on these either. Great sales going on right now. Take advantage of our exclusive discount. Get up to 20% off your entire order. Again, go to VinceroWatches.com slash Bongino. You will not regret it. Again, 
this one and the black altitude my personal faves so check them out all right so this video requires no more teasing i'm just going to play this and this is probably the greatest thing ever this is rep vernon jones a democrat uh, by the way, he happens to be black, which doesn't matter to conservatives watching the show, but liberals, of course, are obsessed with everything race. And he's on MSNBC, and the host picks the wrong fight with Rep. Vernon Jones. Video of the day, folks. Here it is. Are you a, are you a paid campaign surrogate? Are you being compensated by the- Let me be clear. You get paid to shape a liberal narrative. You get paid to attack this president. It's I don't get a question. dime for this president. I don't get a dime from the campaign. Everything I've done has been me and based on my principles. And see, that's the problem. When an African-American that's Sir, elected I, I did period, not raise your basis. Let me finish. Let me finish. Whoa, whoa, You're not going you to imply that I asked that question because you're black. So don't ask me that. You only ask me that because I don't fit your narrative. What, no, this what, president what is, never offered anything. I don't want anything from this president. It's what I can do for my country. And you need to accept that many other African-Americans and others support this president because of his policies. And to insult me to say, am I getting paid? I've asked that the same question. I've asked that the same false. question. And of, that's of, representative of, of MSNBC and their narrative to keep blacks silent who happen to support this president. Why can't I be like white liberals or other whites? Nobody stay, questioned they're getting paid. Stay so I have to get paid. Do you ask Democrats do they I, get I paid? I just said. I just said. If you paid by Joe Biden, I just asked. I just said have to you. Have you ever asked any host that they've been stay, paid by Joe rep- Biden? Stay Representative Vernon Jones. Representative Jones, thank you. <laughs> Folks, listen to our radio and digital audio listeners. Please check that video out on YouTube. The facial expressions are priceless. YouTube.com slash Bongino, please. Vernon Jones, well done. Ow, that actually hurt my elbow clap. Well, I I am so fragile, it's pathetic. Don't let any of like the square jaw thing fool you. I am as fragile as Mr. Glass from those Unbreakable movies. Seriously, I break at a moment's notice. Do you believe this? He asked the guy if he's paid. Are you a, are you being paid? I don't know if you'd be paid or not, but Jones is like, you sure you want to ask me that? Oh, that may be video of the, maybe, maybe the week. It's Thursday. Unless something supersedes that tomorrow, that may be video of the week. It gets better. This one's a little more, I'm kind of, I'm like feisty, like Jones, so I like that. This one's a little more sedate. But it's the U.S. attorney in in Oregon, and he's giving a he's outside the Portland courthouse under attack by the fascist, racist terror group Antifa. You know, the fascists, the pro-fascist group. I like to call them pro-Tifa. I know it's supposed to be pro-fa. I prefer pro-Tifa. Yes, they are fascists. Calling themselves anti-fascist is a scam. They're a pro-fascist group and they're full of racists. Um, So they're trying to burn the courthouse down. And every night they show up there. And Joe, you know, they do things like lobbing incendiary devices, commercial-grade fireworks, kerosene bombs. They assault cops. You know, peaceful protests. Child's play, yeah. Peaceful. Yeah, child's play. Yeah, yeah, because they're trying to burn the building down. You know, murder, homicide. You know, just messing around, Joe. They're just kidding. So that's what the fascist, racist terror group Antifa's up to. So the local media does an interview with the U.S. attorney. He is the... uh, federal government's lead prosecutor for Oregon. His name is Billy Williams. Billy Williams goes uh, semi-beast mode in a very calm kind of sedate way, but asking the reporter, Wait, we, you, you don't want to call this criminal activity? Keep in mind, if you're watching on YouTube, in the background is the courthouse fully graffitied up. You know, the one they're trying to burn to the ground. <laughs> check, check this out. This again is the media trying to hide the shock troops the uh, fascist group Antifa for the Democrats. Check this out. So if we're going back to how you were talking about, this is shadowing the overall message about Black Lives Matter, right? You feel like the late night demonstrations are taking away from the fight for racial justice. These aren't late night demonstrations. This is criminal activity. There's a difference. What, What you have failed in the media have failed to distinguish between, you seem unwilling to call, um, um, people engaged in criminal conduct as criminals. 
as opposed to lawful protesting. Well, some may argue that the way the federal agents are acting is criminal yeah, too, and well, we're not saying that. argue away on that. But we're not saying either, so. Well, um, so, so I'm just saying there, there needs to be a distinction made between lawful, constitutionally protected protest and this. This is unlawful. Okay, so and, and, and people, whether you're, you're an opportunist, an antagonist, an agitator, or an anarchist, um, call it out for what it is. So you're saying the late night activity that is criminal. What I'm telling you is you yes. seem to refuse to call something late night activity. This is criminal. I, I just said the late night activity that you say is criminal, right? That's what I'm saying is yeah. why can't you call it out as such? Because I'm not. You're I don't have using all the late records. night late night activity. It sounds like a party. It's criminal. <laughs> this guy's great. I love this guy. He, the left, loves the euphemism game. You know that, right? Euphemisms are their thing. That's what they do. The left. Oh, what have I told you for the five plus years we've been doing the show? Maybe more. I forget. I don't remember when we started anymore. The left never runs on their real agenda. They can't. Their real agenda doesn't appeal to 51% of people nationally necessary to elect the president. They can do it in individual Looney Tunes congressional districts like Pelosi's district, but in national elections, or our national election for the presidency, and even in statewide elections in swing states, the left always hides their agenda. They rarely, if ever, come out and say, we're going to tax you more. We're going to take away your health care. We're going to burn your cities down. You may say, well, Dan, that's happening now. It's happening now as a, this has been what I've always called the gift of Donald Trump. The left hates Donald Trump so much that their prior ability to disguise their agenda and use euphemisms to hide tax hikes. Oh, it's a fair and equality game. You're going to hike taxes? I'm talking about fairness. Talking about it when you say health care. All countries all over the world, they have, you know, systems that are more fair and equitable. You're talking about taking away my health care. No, that's not what we're saying. They do the euphemism. They've abandoned that in the era of Trump. But the media people who are a little more savvy get it. And they know they have to cover for the shock troops, the Antifa shock, shock troops they represent. The Democrats did it the other day up on the hill. This guy's had enough of it. We have to call them on the euphemism game every single time they get out. You know, with the D, we did it great on the defund the police thing. We got every one of them on the record. You need to get every one of them on the record about Antifa too. They'll, you know, here's what they'll say. Let me prepare you for their answer right now. The left will say, just like the media person, be like, uh, we don't support any kind of violent activity. We support protests. I'm asking you about the Antifa folks self-identified that have shown up and tried to burn a courthouse down in Portland and have assaulted and tried to kill federal officers with commercial grade explosives. I'm asking you about that. Yes or no, do you support them? We did a great job with defunding the police. That's what we have to do. That's what this guy just did, this uh, U.S. attorney in the area. He just called her out. Late night activities? What is this, like MTV Cribs? We're having a couple of people over for gin and juice or something? This is a riot downtown trying to burn a building down. Late night activities? I like late night activities. And I assure you, none of those involve burning buildings down. Or commercial grade fireworks. She wouldn't that be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> a family I don't even go there <laughs> I can read your mind or because it's like ESP <laughs> put a lid on that extra sensory <laughs> that's right we need to do more of this we need to do more of Vernon Jones the democratic state rep who just nailed that MSNBC anchor to the wall this is how you red pill people this is how you convert them you make the people interviewing you uncomfortable by questioning them. Beautiful. And just a note on, on what Vernon Jones did. I don't mean to go backwards in the segment. This whole Democrat strategy when it comes to black voters of, we offer you nothing. We've destroyed your neighborhoods. Everywhere you have a majority black inner city, we have wrecked your lives, your economy, your kids' future, your kids' education system. Everywhere we've done that. And yet we still want you to vote for us in blocks of 85 and 
The strategy they have has been effective. The strategy has been this. They don't obviously run on what I just said, although what I just said is a fact. We've destroyed your neighborhoods. Pull the lever for us on election day. They run on the GOP hates you. They're all racist. We're going to protect you. That is the Democrats' message to the black community. Folks, I took a little note here. I said, listen, this GOP doesn't like you line and they're racist. It's not going to last forever. It has to be backed up eventually by real world evidence. There is none. It happened here in Florida where a lot of black mothers saw that the Republican candidate for governor, Ron DeSantis, was the only one in their corner when it came to school choice. It's happening elsewhere, too. You're seeing people, Vernon Jones and others, patriotic black Americans looking around their communities saying, who's in charge here? Uh, Folks, that'll be Democrats for 50 to 70 years. Really? We were told that the Republicans don't like us. How can they not like you? They're not even here. The Democrats have done this. I'm not saying Trump's going to get 51% of the black vote. And I'm really not in the predictions game anymore. But I am suggesting to you that I'm seeing a groundswell in the black community of people who are really waking up to this. And I wouldn't be surprised if his percentage of the black vote is higher than any Republican candidates gotten in four, five, six election cycles. I wouldn't be surprised, not one bit. Remember, that message, GOP hates you, they're all racist, only works if there's actual evidence. You can't keep saying this for decades in the era of of social media uh, where people can just go online and look. And they're like, wow, that's interesting because it's the Antifa people in Oregon who are getting up in the face of black law enforcement officers calling them the N-word. That's Antifa, you know, the fascist, leftist, liberal, racist hate group. That's not conservatives out there. They can see it. All right, doing good, doing good, doing good on time. All right, I wanted to get to this. This is important. I teased it yesterday. So showing you the insanity of cancel culture, ladies and gentlemen, there is a columnist for the Chicago Tribune. He wrote a piece, and I warned you about this. I've been warning you about this for a long time. He wrote a piece about the decaying situation in a lot of American cities as a result of district attorneys getting elected in these inner cities who have a crime is a okay approach and we're going to coddle the criminals. The essence of his piece was, hey, there's a lot of money behind this. So he wrote a piece, Joe, we can't, this is like saying hydroxychloroquine on this. We'll definitely be banned now. Mm-hmm. He wrote a piece, and in that column, he suggested, listen, there's been a lot of George Soros. For those of you who don't know who George Soros is, he's a very wealthy, far left-leaning individual who donates a lot of money to leftist political campaigns and leftist political causes. So this columnist, by the way, that, that he donates money to leftist political causes is not an area of any controversy. You can look it up yourself. It's a matter of, matter of public record. So the columnist said, well, why is George Soros international businessman, very wealthy guy, trying to get local district attorneys elected who clearly are soft on crime. Like, what benefit does he? He doesn't live in these neighborhoods. Oh, the storm. You can fill in the beginning part of that. That resulted from this. The the local uh, Chicago Tribune or media unions, whatever they are, they they want this guy like sanctioned. They're like, shut this guy up. You can't mention. I warned you, whenever you mention George Soros and you're over a target, The left panics and freaks out. Here's the piece in the Chicago trip. Uh, You can see it, by the way, it's in my show notes from yesterday. It's by John Cass. He's the writer. This is a follow-up piece, actually, to the piece he wrote. He says, Colm, what happened to an America where you could freely speak your mind? So let me go to a few screenshots where he describes what he did and what the reaction was. So first, again, this is the follow-up to his original column where people lost their minds when Cass asked a simple question like, Hey, why is a billionaire funding a lot of races for district attorneys who are being soft on crime while these cities are decaying? Pretty fair question, no? From his follow-up piece, he says, Last week, with violence spiking around the country, I wrote a column on the growing sense of lawlessness in America's urban areas. In response, the Tribune newspaper union, the Chicago Tribune Guild, which I've repeatedly and politely declined to join, wrote an open letter to management defaming me by falsely accusing him, Joe, get ready of religious bigotry and fomenting conspiracy theories. Mm. This is the left's tactic. Never, ever attack the message, attack the messenger. He goes on. Newspaper management has decided not to engage publicly with the union, so I will. Good for this uh, Mr. Cass. For right now, let's deal with the facts. 
He says the July 22nd column in question was titled, Something Grows in the Big Cities Run by Democrats, An Overwhelming Sense of Lawlessness. What did I tell you, folks? When the Democrats have no substance to stand on like they do did uh, like they did with Vernon Jones or they do with Antifa, they'll attack the messenger and engage in a euphemism game. With Jones, oh, you've been paid off to speak on Trump. With Cass, who brings up the fact that George Soros has documented, do, there's documented records of George Soros paying money and his groups paying money to political campaigns for left-wing prosecutors who won't prosecute crime. He's accused of religious bigotry. If you're questioning, like, what? What does that have to do with a column on law and order and political donations? Yeah. Just like the Ren and Stimpy Land of the Left Socks episode, folks. Where they go, nobody knows. Nobody knows. It has nothing to do with religious bigotry. This is all the Democrats have. Because they think they've used this attack so often. And this is why I call it the double barrel middle finger. I'll use this one instead. The double barrel middle finger approach. This is why you have to be like John Cass and fight back because the left are cowards. They try the religious bigotry. You're a racist line all the time and it has nothing to do with any of that. And they think you're a coward. They can't fight us all at once. When you turn around and flip them the double barrel middle finger and say, you're making that up. You're a total liar. I'm going to stick to the point. You can engage in these ridiculous, absurd ad hominem attacks but I'm going to stay double down on Soros's money and non-law and order candidates destroying these inner cities. You do your thing. They back off because they can't fight us all at once. Remember the Alinsky tactic. Isolate a target. Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. What's one of those rules? Isolate, isolate. Why isolate? Because you make people feel alone. You make them feel alone under pressure from blue checkmark Twitter. Gosh, the pressure, I got I to gotta come back and I got to rescind that column talking about documented political donations to left-wing candidates in cities that are going lawless, that are just in total chaos. Cast is like, no, now I'm, now I'm writing another column. Here's another uh, portion of that Chicago trip piece from Cass. Here's what his piece actually did. It explored the connections between soft on crime prosecutors and increases in violence along with the political donations of left-wing billionaire George Soros, who in several states has funded liberal candidates for prosecutor, including Cook County State's attorney Kim Cook. Soros' influence on these races is undeniable. It's been widely reported. In that column, he didn't even mention Soros' ethnicity or religion. Folks, Cass fought back, Mr. Cass, and you need to, too. I know a lot of you are in doing it now. A lot of you are in this fight deep in the weeds. You're not even west deep. You're waist deep. You're chin deep in this. Good. I know it stinks. But I want you to just never forget that I know you're under attack, a lot of you. They can't fight us all at once, and they are cowards. They need you isolated. You're not isolated. You're not alone. We're all out there. It happens to us on this show all the time, as Joe knows. We don't bring up 99% of what happens to us behind the scenes candidly because I don't want to bore you. And we're not whiners. You're not in this alone. They can't isolate you if you don't feel isolated. There are others out there standing up too. Flip them the double ma- Darryl, the double barreled, maddle barreled, swaddle boob battle, double barreled middle finger, and tell them, get out of my way. Barge right through. They can't stop you. There's nothing they can do. You, you, whatever they do to me, we will find another way to get the message out there. There's nothing they can do to stop us. Remember that line I've used before by Bernard Malamud, who wrote the book The Natural. Malamud's line. It's a great, a great movie, too. I loved it. Where he says at one point, the girlfriend says to Roy, you know, the old girlfriend, She says, we all live two lives, the one we learn from and the one we live after that. The real path to happiness is through suffering. I know it's a book about baseball, but that is, I use that line as often as I can because it's true. It's in our suffering and in this fight, we find meaning. And when we come out on the other side, knowing we did the right thing, that's the path to true happiness. Listen, I'm not trying to engage in, uh, you know, uh, Plato dialogues or anything. I'm not a preacher and I'm certainly not some philosopher. But the suffering does matter. It's the path to real happiness. I mean that. I've always felt that way. 
We have to go through this right now. We're in a really tough time in American history, but you are not alone. There are others out there fighting this fight. Sharpen up those double barrel middle fingers, flip off the left, and power right through. They cannot fight us all at the same time. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Again, we'll be taping that interview with uh, Greg Gutfeld later today to launch either Friday or Saturday. I'll let you know tomorrow. Uh, it'll be a good one. It's about his new book. Check that out. We'll be talking about cancel culture. That's the primary focus of the book. And one of the ideas he had, I heard the other night about, which I agree with him, of mutually assured destruction. You want to play games with cancel culture? We can play that game too. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino, and on the uh, Apple Podcast app as well. Subscribe to the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks, folks. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.